Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Power Podcast. I am so excited for this episode. I've been waiting for this for a long time because not only is it Women's History Month, but the woman sitting next to me is definition of one badass boss bitch. All right. So as you know right now, I hope you don't have your kids next to you listening to this because when Jess and I get together... There's no filters. So I am going to introduce Miss Jessica Fuller, who owns the Hot Yoga Spot. She is also co-founder of Bear and of CrossFit for the People. I'm gonna let her share her story. And I'm so excited to have you on. Welcome, Jess. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Obviously, I've loved you guys at Power since the Hit It With Brit days. Um, It's been so nice to see a woman who owns a gym that like welcomes in you know, other, other types of fitness and people from the community and is always doing great things. So I've always loved working with you guys. And that's one of the reasons I'm really grateful. You know, when I own, I've owned the hot yoga spot for 10 years. And once I opened bear a few years ago, I got to meet people like you Mm. and it was really great because in the hot yoga spot, I wasn't interacting with other gyms as much. So that's really nice. But anyway, to tell you guys about me, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, of course I'm happy to be here. Feeling is so mutual. (laughs) Oh, love it. Uh, So I'm Jessica Fuller. I am the founder, like she said, of the hot yoga spot. I also co-founded bear, bear blends, the juice bar in Stuyvesant Plaza with New locations opening pretty much every day. And I co-own a CrossFit gym as well, CrossFit for the People. Um, yeah, I'm from Long Island. I moved up here to go to SUNY Albany. Yes, go so, Great Danes. Yeah, go Great Danes. Yeah. And I met my husband at a bar that we used to go to every Thursday night. Which and bar? Which bar? The pub on Madison <laughs> Avenue. Believe it or not, uh, very secretly, I was only 20 and he used to let me in underage. So, yeah, oh, it was meant to be. Those days, up, those, that, that was the upstate, I'm sorry, the uptown bars. Remember that? How they yes. used to do that? Oh, mm-hmm. I remember. I remember because every Thursday night. So, when you went to UAlbany, you would always go to the upstate, you know, Madison, all that, those bars yes. because you could just take the drunk bus and yep. it was free, so yep. you didn't have to pay. But Thursday nights, we would get extra dolled up. We'd put on all the self tanner, all the pusher bras. <laughs> And we would go, we'd pay the $3 a person for the cab to go downtown, down downtown Mm -hmm. to Pearl Street. Mm -hmm. And you'd go to Pearl Street Pub and all those places. So those are the Jillian's, the Bayou. The Bayou. I used to work at Skyline. Wait, you worked at Skyline, I worked at Jillian's? Oh my God. I worked at Jillian's too, temporarily. Hold on a second. When Jess and I get together, this is what happens. (laughs) So we are going to make sure that this episode is 40 minutes or less because we could do this. I, I don't actually never forget when. We first had our first introduction yeah, downstairs, downstairs. Yeah. on that couch. And I was like, and I think, did I reach out to you and just say, I just want to talk to another woman in this industry? Probably. Or, I, I, don't, I don't remember, but I don't probably remember, but it like just that. got talking like this. And it's so nice, just like she said, to have another woman in this, you know, male dominated industry yeah. and to connect more on to, we, we understand each other, yeah. you know, especially this past year. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, you, <laughs> Albany, and can't forget, you are a mom of two beautiful children. That's right. I'm. Super lucky. I have my son Harrison, who's four, and one day later, three years later, my daughter Hazel was born. So birthdays, they actually missed their birthdays by like three hours because he was born at 11.20 at night, and she was born at like two the next, oh like three years later, but goodness. the next day. So they almost had the same birthday. Wow. And really funny, I when I found out that their due dates were so close together, I kind of wanted them to have the same birthday. So here I am in the hospital on December 13th, my son's birthday, when my water broke. 
I'm in the hospital that night. I'm like, I did a natural unmedicated birth for both of them. Of course you did. Yeah, because I hate myself, so why not? <laughs> so here I am in the shower at St. Peter's, like, trying to deal with the pain, like, screaming, moaning. And my husband sticks his head in the room, and he's like, just so you know, you missed his birthday. It's after 12. And I was like, oh, I'm oh sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, rub it in, you know? So, yeah, so one day I'm part of their birthdays. Wow. <laughs> but you know what? He's a little... Thank you for that as she gets I'm older. Sure. I'm, you sure. Know, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure. Ladies want to have yeah. their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we'll just do birthday weekends yes. every year. So that actually great. works out. Yeah. So your background, you know, so you're, you're from the Albany area. Well, I'm from you, Long Island. I'm sorry, Long Island. Yeah. You graduate from UAlbany. Yeah. And then is that when you opened the hot yoga spot? And how many locations do you have for the hot yoga spot? So of the hot yoga spot, we have five locations. Damn, we girl. have, I know, we have extra fun this last year when they were all closed for I, half a year. I can't but, imagine what your life was like. Yeah. Um, so we have the Albany location on the backside of Stuyvesant Plaza. Love we it. have Latham, Clifton Park, East Greenbush, and Saratoga. Mm. So five locations of that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. since 2010. So we're in our 11th year now. My gosh, good for you. That's Thank you. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Especially, I, this is the woman I go to for all of my questions. Just like this past couple of weeks, I need a new banker. That was my last episode. I said, no more Bank of America. I yeah. need someone who's going to help me. And, yeah. and by the way, thank you, Jess. Did it work TV. out? She's amazing. TD Bank. TD Bank, Anybody baby. listening? TD Bank. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why the not best. do that? Call Jess Bishop and Niskayuna. She'll take care of you. Yes. And she'll be happy I said that. I'll so have to let her know. You. And that's what happens. See, just right here, guys, what you're hearing is leaning on one another. Women supporting one another. And and, and this is the yeah. real realness. That this is. I just texted you one day and I said, hey, do you have a rep that I can get some more support and a one-on-one relationship with? Because we need this. Yeah. We don't have it. We don't have it enough, especially with small business, especially after this past year. Yeah. So you open you open your first location, and, yeah, tell me what let, made, you, made you lead to that. Yeah, honestly, um, every business I've ever opened has, um, has kind of just been – I thought the area needed it, mm. or it was something I wanted that I couldn't find anywhere, and I was like, nobody's doing it, I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah. And it's really something that I'd, I'd like to talk about a little bit, and we can do it later, but I think being a good business owner, being a successful business owner, is like seizing opportunities as they present themselves, yeah. and like trusting your gut. And when it came to the studio, I was practicing hot yoga, I was in college, going to Albany, lived in Albany, and I was practicing yoga at a studio in Latham. At the time, believe it or not, because there's a million hot yoga studios now, there were two hot yoga studios in the entire capital region back in 2009, 2010. Wow. Yeah, and I was going to one in Latham, um, and it wasn't run well. I mean, Mm -hmm. I won't say which one it is, and I feel bad saying it, but I remember one time, I always tell this story, I went to class, and I think it was like $12 for a student single session or something like that, I had a $20 bill. This is way before you could make a reservation online. There was like mobile apps weren't a thing. Instagram wasn't a thing. That's how long ago this was. Um, Brought a $20 bill, tried to pay for class. And they're like, oh, you know, we don't have any change. And I was like, okay, what would you like me to do? And the woman just staring at me. And she's like, well, you can give the 20 if you want. And I was like, but it costs $12. I'm a college kid. I'm not giving you eight. I'm not giving you the 20 if you don't have change. So we went back and forth a few times, and finally she was like, you can just take the class for free then. And I was like, okay, which was great for me, but really bad for that business. And stuff like that used to happen all the time. You'd go mm-hmm. to class half the time, and there wouldn't be a teacher there to teach, or it wouldn't be the class you thought it was going to be. Um, nothing was ever updated online. Mm-hmm. And I just remember every time I went, I was like, I can do this. I can do this better. Mm-hmm. I can put thought into it. And you know, with the yoga studio, obviously the most important thing is having really great teachers and, you know, powerful classes, making people feel good, helping them be healthier. But 
there has to be a business component to it. You have mm-hmm. to at least think about the customer experience when they're on your website or when they're checking in for class. And I was like, if I can have great yoga, but also prioritize some of those other things, I think people will be happy. I think I can do it. So yeah. really, I just opened that first location and there was nothing near me. I was in, you know, right next to Albany is where I was all the time. And I'm driving all the way to Latham or Saratoga. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I think there needs to be something here. And I think that somebody needs to focus a little bit on like what the website looks like and how easy it is to, you know, know what classes are happening at what time. So that was really why I opened. That's awesome. And I remember my first location, I knew it had to be next to you, Albany, because... Was it on the corner of Fuller? It was right on the corner. That used to be like a weight loss place. It is a weight loss place now. Oh it my. became a weight loss. I think yes. it still is, but it became one after. I remember that. I yeah. went there when I was you on did the corner. Not. I sure fucking did. You went did. to the studio? Yes. Well, you know who I know very well from that first location? Oh my God. Your sister. Yes. She used to come all the yes. time. Yes. I didn't know you came with her. I went a couple times. Oh, that's so funny. I remember your sister, and I remember her well because that's she so scheduled, um, she scheduled like a private session at the end of the school year for she all did. the teachers she worked with. Oh, because yeah, the so that's then. why. Yes, and we. She used to come, and I think she was trying to get pregnant at the time. We'd like talked about that a little bit. I don't know if I was saying out, any Dee. of this right now. Woo <laughs> um, But yeah, I remember her from eleven years ago. But yeah, wow. she used to come to that very first location. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when, I remember when I opened, I I wanted it to be right next to you, Albany, mm-hmm. because I'm from Long Island, and everybody that goes to you, Albany, half of them at least yep. are from Long Island, oh, yeah. and everybody in Long Island was doing hot yoga at the time. There were studios mm-hmm. everywhere, so I was like, if I open near you, Albany, all the Long Islanders at you, Albany can come, and I thought that was going to be my whole client base. I was so naive. I'm 22 years old at the time, you know, oh, my. just out of college. That is incredible. Just starting got my master's. Yeah, I, my stepdad had to co-sign the loan for me because <laughs> I, I didn't. My dad pays for my cell phone. I had no, I didn't own anything. I had no credit to speak of. You yes, know, that is so amazing. It's crazy. I know. Wow. But anyway, so I opened right next to you, Albany, thinking it was all going to be. 18-year-old girls from Long Island who mm-hmm. went to Albany, and I remember the day we opened, it was a teeny tiny space. The day we opened, I think we could fit like 13 or 14 mats. Every single one was full, and not one of them was a college kid. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I way underestimated what wow. this business might be. Yeah. Um, they were all, you know, you know, women, men in their 40s, 50s, um, and I just realized right away, like, I didn't give this enough credit right from the start. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how many people wanted something like this in this area. Yeah. And then from then it just, you know, kept growing. That's incredible. And it was on Fuller Road. Yeah, on the corner of Fuller, right across from Stuyvesant Plaza. AKA, her last name was Jess Fuller. I mean, I- how about that? Oh. Well, it used to be Jess Lustig at the time. And oh, it, actually, my husband's yes, last is- name is Fuller. And when he and I met, the same guy who uh, used to let me into the bar underage. He told me that Fuller Road was named after his family. So here I am, like, so impressed I'm meeting the man that's, you know, and obviously that turned out to not be factual, but oh it all worked out okay. Yes, and then look at you and look at this growth over this time. Yeah. How did you not, for, I'm asking this just for, to give me advice, how did you know when you wanted to expand the, the locations? Uh, what made you, what was that turning point? Yeah, you know, it's so funny because, so I had my first location, right away realized it was way too small. Um, luckily, I had a three-year lease, but I had the option to leave at the one-year mark. Mm. Thank goodness. So pretty quickly after just a few months, I realized that I needed more space, and my broker at the time found the space that I'm in now, our flagship location, right on the back side of Stuyvesant. And I remember as I was getting ready to relocate to that studio, my dad was like, you know, after you do this, we'll talk about when you do location number two. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. This is, I'm not doing a second one. This is enough. This, the space, I was going from 700 square feet mm-hmm. to 2,800 square feet. Wow. So 
it was yeah. four times. I mean, it was a ton of space, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how I was paying for it and how many people would be, like, huge space, how I was ever going to get enough people for it. So I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing a second. I'll be very happy with this one. And then, of course, you know, a year or so later, I did the second, and I remember my dad was like, all right, like, where's number three before the second was open? And I was like, no, 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 I'm never doing a third. And then, obviously, you know, wow. it just – it just kept happening, and I think it's one of those things, once you do it once and you see how many people are impacted by it, yes. how much they're enjoying it, um, how, how much you love working with the team and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it just, not that you become addicted to it, but you want to be able to do it yeah. on a bigger scale for more people. Yes. And I think that's kind of what If I can help what these 200 people, right. why don't I fit right. 400? Especially, especially with a business like this, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you in the last 11 years how many people have been able to you know, cure chronic pain. You know, we've had mm. people who were in car accidents that were able to get off their pain meds or people who were able to sleep better or, yeah. you know, emotionally deal with the loss of a loved one or a change, you know, a forced change in career, something like that. Um, even just lose weight, feel better, move better, get less injured when they're doing other workouts. So mm-hmm. hearing those stories and like seeing it for real every single day, like it makes you want to do better and grow and just do it on a bigger level. So I feel like that was always um, a big part of the driving force. Wow, that is definition of leadership. Oh my Thank you. God, <laughs> I'm so impressed. I love it. I, I appreciate you sharing all that yeah. just because that is so inspiring for Thank me you. as another female entrepreneur in this capital region. You know, you it's I love Smalbany. That's what yeah. you call it. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I know it's capital region, but yeah. the fact there's so many things that we can do here and the networking it's very everyone knows each other yes and I just I'm always been amazed of what you can do and what you're still doing and what you're continuing to do thank you so I want to get into this past year woof wow (laughs) me and you were on multiple text messages during this past year tell me um I guess March 16th what was your first initial reaction I remember even the weekend before that mm-hmm. Monday, yeah. that March, you know, 16th, 16th Monday. Right? Don't you I remember, never forget that day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember the weekend before I was with Annie, who is my partner for Bear, who I'm sure we'll speak about a ton. Yeah, Annie. Um, but I was with her, and I just remember saying to her, like, I think the studio is going to close. I think it's going to happen really soon. Um, even before, I, I didn't know we were going to be forced to at the time, but I was like, I just, everything's starting to close. I don't think we can, I don't think... It was hard at the time because it was hard to know what the right decision was. Yeah. Is it right to close because we don't know what this virus is and mm-hmm. how easily it is to spread? So is that the right thing? Or is it right to stay open because I know some of our members like physically need our yeah. classes or yeah. mentally and emotionally need our classes to not have pain or to like deal with the stress of work or family. So it was really hard at that time, even before we closed, mm-hmm. to figure out like, Am I doing the right thing or am I doing the wrong thing? Yeah. And I, I certainly it was consuming. Right. Mm-hmm. Every single day I didn't know. You know, it's just crazy. You go from owning a business for ten years and every single day you wake up and you're like, What I'm doing is helping people. I know what I have to do. I know how to do it. If I make a mistake, I'll learn from it. I'll pivot. We'll do yes. it in a different way. All and all of a sudden March came last year and it was like, I don't know what the right thing is to do and no I don't know how I'm supposed to do it. Right. Nobody to ask. Mm-hmm. And it, it was terrible. So it I remember. It was like that for. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like that. Eight months. It, it's still like months. that sometimes. Know, so, like, but yeah. So, so I remember feeling that way and having these conversations, yeah. you know, Kayla and I talked about it in regards to the gym. She mm-hmm. closed um, probably a week or two before we did. She just thought it was the right thing to do. A lot of CrossFits were closing, but um, it's also hard. And what a lot of people don't realize is with CrossFit, with hit it with Brit at the time, with yeah. those types of businesses, um, they're membership based. So every yeah. single person coming 
they're on a membership. They're usually mm-hmm. on a contract. They're paying a set amount of money every month, no matter what. And a lot of those businesses pivoted to do online stuff, so they were able to retain members. But with yoga studios, it's very few memberships. Yeah. Most of the money that we make every single day is single sessions and five class passes, 10 class passes, stuff yeah. like that. So we had a different experience in the fitness world because when we closed, we lost almost all of our income overnight. Oh, we had, God. I'd have to look, we had maybe 100 people who um, have like the membership across the locations that kept it mm-hmm. and still have it. And those people, literally, I'd like give them a kidney. I could oh. tell you every single one of those people by name who have right? stood through us for this whole time yeah. and dedicated themselves to the studio. It's amazing. <laughs> I could cry thinking about it. Yeah, but, yeah. but so, and it's not the fault of the others, but so many people who just pay per class and stuff like that, that income vanished overnight. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the people who even had memberships, you know, they canceled day one. And I think, I don't think they were coming from a bad place. Everybody was scared. A lot of people didn't know what was happening with their own job. They didn't know when businesses were reopening, what was going to happen. So, So you know, in our situation, yeah, a lot of people canceled really quickly or, you know, that day-to-day money just disappeared. And here I am, March 16th, I mean, literally not knowing what's going to happen. I have five studios, six fitness businesses closed if you include CrossFit. Oh my God, my heart is like racing. It was, I, I literally, like, I'm so emotional even thinking about yeah. it, but, and then it got to a stage and you can relate with this. Yeah. You know, when we all closed in March, we thought it was, everybody month, was saying, months. you know, two weeks, maybe a month. Yep. I remember the day we closed, I was with one of my friends at the time at the studio and I said to her, I'm guessing this is two months. Like I thought a month, two weeks seemed really ambitious. Yeah. I was like, I'm guessing this is going to be like a good two months and it sucks, but it is what it is and then two months just turned into forever Mm -hmm. and I remember fitness I remember working with you and a few other business owners for fitness in like probably May Mm -hmm. when we were just trying to get ourselves moved from phase four up to like phase three or two that was the beginning and I was on the news a bunch of times and we you know you were all of us saying like we're as safe as you know and don't get me wrong I don't think any of these businesses should have been closed as long as they were, but yeah. we don't have to touch you. We can contact trace. You know, you got a target. There's 20,000 people there on a Saturday. You don't know who was there and when they were there and what's part of the store they so were in. Hard. But fitness is designed for contact tracing. We've been contact tracing since day one. I can tell you every member that's been in any class at my studio since the day we opened our doors. Like we can contact trace. We yeah. know if there were, if somebody had so something, we, we can tell you two seconds. So yeah. So the fact, so we were all working, all the fitness business owners started working to get us moved from phase four to like phase three, phase two. Yeah. All of a sudden that wasn't happening. And then mm-hmm. days before phase four, we learned we were never even really part of that one. And I just, I remember when that happened, literally being like, I don't know if That's, we're ever reopening. Yeah. Because that was yeah a super high. We know we were opening July one and then boom. It was like that last week in June. Yeah. And then, nope, you're not opening and just the worst because part, we're not going to tell you why. Right. And the worst part is like, and here's the thing. I don't, I get the governor, the people at the higher level, they had a lot going on. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. And nobody knew what this disease was. Nobody knew what's the next month going to look like. What's the next week? What's the next day going to look like numbers wise? Like, I yeah. get it. But there was so little attention or detail given to supporting business owners no. at all yeah. I remember somebody asked me once when I was talking about like I don't know when we're reopened he's like oh like is there like a, like a number you can call or like a business owner hotline to find out I was like what our, our, I was um, like I watch the here, news no like clue. you do yeah. like that's how I find out my information and there was so at that point when we thought we were phase four I had spent thousands of dollars because I have six to. locations yep Buying HEPA purifiers yep. and germicidal UVC lights and the petrol UV thermometers lights and, and new yes. signage and all that stuff 
money that I don't have after being closed for the last yeah. four or five months. And now all of a sudden I find out we're still not opening. Did, did any of your landlords provide you rent relief? Uh, you know what? Some did. No, I don't. Oh my okay. God, please. Um, some did. Yeah. Okay. Some did not. Yeah. Um, my East Greenbush landlord, I have paid full rent every single month. Mm-hmm. They didn't give us one day free. No. Um, they have been far and away the worst. It's Same and man. it's unfortunate. And that the East Greenbush community is so amazing, and the studio there. Um, those those members since we reopened have been so dedicated. I'm so for the, I'm grateful for it. The but news for but that. the landlord has been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Y- the landlord that's been the nicest is my Saratoga landlord. It's a teeny tiny building. It's not a huge, you know, there's a few businesses in the building, but it's not a big retail plaza like the others. He was great. He gave me a few months, you know, totally covered and has done discounts in some of the other months. Um, But in general, I've paid pretty close to full rent for, or full rent for every single studio I have the entire time. And it's crazy. And it's just, and I remember thinking when we weren't in phase four anymore, I don't know if we're ever reopening because at that point, and then when we weren't in phase four, the governor didn't even mention fitness again for months. So it wasn't like a thing where he's like. The civil action lawsuit happened. Right. It wasn't like he was like, all right, you're not in phase four, but we're going to work on it now. We'll give you an update in two weeks. It was nothing like that. It was, you're not in phase four. And then nothing. nothing. We don't, you're not even in a phase. <laughs> right, you're not in a phase. And I remember watching the news maybe three, four weeks after the phase four thing happened, and they announced that the Statue of Liberty was reopening. And I looked at my husband on the couch, and I was like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Talk about small spaces and touch points. This, what world are we living in yeah. that the Statue of Liberty is reopening before the hot yoga spot? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, it was what? Summer camps were opening. Youth I, leagues were we opening. We are going to look back. I say it all the time. I think we're going to look back on 2020 and be like, what did we do? Yeah. Because how arbitrary. You could go to Target. You could go to Walmart. You could go to all these businesses. Hundreds and hundreds of people in the building at a time. But you can go to a small mom and pop store and buy what you, you know what I mean? Like, how come it's okay to buy a bathing suit at Target, but not at your local small mom and pop? And how come it's okay to buy dog food at Walmart, but it's not okay to buy it at, you know, the local dog food? It just, it doesn't make sense. It never will. And we still have never received any type of. Nothing. We were closed because he didn't. Um, he didn't think it was important for us to be open, and he didn't think it was important you can just to work out from home. Yeah, he said it multiple times. You can and go for a walk. Don't, and he said, "Don't eat a cake." Right. Remember when Cuomo said that? Don't eat the oh, cake. Oh, I remember. Um, but he, it wasn't a priority. He didn't think working out was a priority for people, and he didn't. He certainly didn't think that the fit. I remember he said at one point, like business owners, you can make money later. What do you, you make money after this is over? Like, okay. okay, but who's paying my rent? Who's paying my mortgage? Who's paying my for my Did kids you still to pay eat your food? Staff? Um, still, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For yep. everything. Who's paying utilities? Who's like? It's very cavalier and very privileged for the man making decisions for every single person living in the state to say, "Oh, you can make money later. What and, are you complaining about? You'll and be fine." You're trying to also juggle being a mom of right. a two-month-old. Right. When I all this still happened. have a home. I still <laughs> have a son and a daughter and a husband. I mean, yeah. It, it, business owners don't own businesses like. For their extra fun money. Like, that's the money that they pay their bills. That's the money that they buy their food and they pay their health insurance. So oh, not only do, did we do, not Does everyone that, think that you're a millionaire, right? No, oh, a yeah. billionaire. A billionaire. No, no, no. Billions, oh, dollars. Yeah. I'm going to count all my money. You're lucky I came today. I took a break from counting all the money. Oh, don't worry. I got, I got a pool during the pandemic, so everyone thought that I was a millionaire. Oh, my I God. Like, I can't. I was like, bitch, yo, please. I freaking got that thing. I got my pool before that happened. For the record, guys, you know you said that about me. <laughs> um, no, honestly, it was... 
people didn't get it. No. And it was so hard to be a fitness business owner specifically when other industries started to open. And I wanted them to open. I was happy for them. But why can't we? If it's safe to go to a restaurant at 25% capacity, why couldn't we do fitness at 25% capacity? And if fitness was going to reopen with the mask mandate, because I didn't know. I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll be further apart, but we won't have to wear a mask. Maybe, you know. But if we were going to open and have masks anyway, why couldn't we be doing that? from the day every other business started right. doing it. Yeah. Why did we have to wait? And there was no extra, it's not like he did more research, it's not like there was any sci- scientific evidence to prove finally yeah. why we could do it. And we then, could have done it the whole time. And now the numbers come out and you see how Yeah, gyms are nothing. Gyms are- We've been open at the hot yoga spot since August, all five locations. We haven't had one incident at any of the locations. It's incredible. How has it been since spread. you've been back? How has it been? It's been, it, honestly, I'm grateful. It's difficult because mm-hmm. I look at last January, last February. Of course. Well, we had 70 Same. people a class sometimes in yeah. Stuyvesant. You know, we'd have 30, 40 people a class in Clifton Park and Latham and yeah. the other studios. Um, it's difficult because yeah. now we're capped at like 20 people a class just based mm-hmm. on the size. So some of the classes are full, and I'm grateful for that. A lot of them, you know, it, you know, it's been really hard. Um, the daytime classes during the week, like the 9, the noon, I think with home, like virtual schooling and yeah. working from home and stuff like that, um, those have been the hardest ones to fill, but... Very patient process. Yeah. back at it. Yeah. You know, that's been a hard thing for me. A lot of people assuming that business is great. Yeah. Because you see people coming in yeah. and... But a lot of people don't know everything else no, that goes and, about running the business, all the and, expenses. Right, yeah. and my studios with all the locations, like we're designed to be, be profitable. Yes, when we're full, and we want to be profitable so we can do more right. and grow and right. evolve. And yes. right, January, February, March. Anybody in fitness knows, like those are the months when you make your money. Mm-hmm. This January, February, March, we're limited to, like literally, it's less than thirty percent capacity with the way that like the rooms are laid out and like the yoga mat and how much space around it. Mm-hmm. So like. We're just, every other year we've had 60, 70 people a class. Now yeah. we're capped at 20. And I have people say to me all the time, like, you must be so relieved. The studios are open. And, like, I'm grateful that they're open because that uncertainty of if they're ever reopening again is gone. Yeah. But, like, ex- the expense of running these businesses and paying teachers to teach and yeah. buying the equipment and, and isn't usually isn't covered by the amount of people we're allowed to have in the room right? Yeah. at this at these numbers. So, so I. Hard. You know, Every, people just think we're open again. Stuff's good. Like we're yeah. not going to be good again for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it will take, and there, and we will never make back what was lost. Oh no, ever. Yeah, ever. Tough. What was lost between having to pay rent and I'll, my monthly rent for the six businesses is more than my yearly mortgage, yeah. and I did that six or seven times. Yeah. With with almost all of my income eviscerated because we only had those you know few memberships still going you just got to be so proud of yourself <laughs> you know and, and, and your community and your teachers speaking of your teachers we share a, an amazing incredible we do. teacher we do dana oh, my love God. her i mean how grateful yeah have been for her to, i'm so to grateful be able to, to her okay. i'm so grateful there are some teachers and this has really been eye-opening too because there are some teachers and here's the thing i don't judge everybody has their own thing going on and there were some teachers that were such a big part of the studio before this happened that aren't really part of it anymore and for some of them you know it's hard but i get it they they had to get another they had and i support it there were teachers who came to me asking and i was like you should get another job Mm because i don't know if we're ever reopening and i love you so if you have a job opportunity you need to take it um so some teachers that's been something that's been really hard for me just like mentally yeah before this happened we had such a big team and there were so many people who i was so close with who i'd literally worked with you know every single day 
we've been open 11 years, some of them since the very beginning or yeah. just a few years in. So it's been hard that some of them are gone. Mm-hmm. And it's been hard for me with the other part of the some that are gone because, you know, there's teachers who are, quote, unquote, too afraid to come back, too afraid to yeah. teach. But then I see them post pictures of bars on Instagram or mm-hmm. they're still working out. And it just, to me, it's so hard. It's so frustrating. It is, yeah. So frustrating. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, there's also the teachers who are still with us, and they did everything. They did virtual when we needed it. They did outdoor classes. They did indoor classes. They have, like, rolled with the punches every step of the way. And I tell them all the time, and I'll say it here, like, I couldn't be more grateful. Mm -hmm. And it just really shows you, like, who is true blue and who is... Down for your ride or die. Who's your ride or die? You know, who cares about the studio, cares about me, cares about the members, and is just willing to try anything. And what the teachers are making right now is nothing compared to what they used to. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing for me, but those teachers that are doing it, they're committed and they're showing up, and I'm so grateful for that. So awesome. I know. It's a learning experience. Yeah. A lot of silver linings. And there's some people who, some of our teachers I'm way closer with now. You know, before this happened, didn't have a, a... huge relationship with them now I'm like I'll go to war with you yeah. like let's we talked it. about that too in our yeah. last in our last episode saying that the quarantine you know we got really tight with yeah. with the crew that was here all the time yeah just you feel like you it. like went through like yes. a, a thing, a you know? thing. Yeah. yeah definitely <laughs> so tell me how I from one mama to another yeah how are you at managing and balancing the motherhood and the professional life right now? Because that's something for me I struggle with. Yeah. The mom guilt. Yeah. Constantly. Oh my God. Yeah, it's hard. Um, one thing, and we were talking about this a little bit before, one thing is I feel like it takes longer to do everything that I need to do yeah. because I have the one year old, she's home with me all the time. Um, so I'm just trying to send emails to customers and as I'm doing it she's like clawing at the computer or I had somebody once get this so uh, you guys might not know this the hot yoga spot phone is just a cell phone I carry it with me because we have so many locations and you know people aren't usually in the building unless there's a class about to start so whenever you call that number it rings right to a phone that I carry I had somebody once I remember probably middle of the pandemic studio was still closed somebody called the number I picked up and my daughter was in the background she wasn't crying or I went to pick up but I picked up I'm talking to her all of a sudden my daughter started crying and the woman was asking me about her package it was going to expire and she was mad that it hadn't been extended because it was like this whole thing and my daughter starts crying and I was like listen I'm sorry like I have to go shoot me an email this is my email address like I'll try to help you yeah she writes a review on Facebook or on Google on one of those. No. This place let my package expire with COVID. It's ridiculous. And like, good job with the fake tears in the background. I know that's not a real baby. Oh my God. And I was like, some human being thinks that I have a recording of a baby that I play when I'm I get a call. Dead. I was like, wrong I swear people? to God. I called my husband. I was like, this is a real thing that's happening right now. <sighs> Somebody thinks I'm faking having a baby. So I can get out of her phone call? Like, this is wild. But that's, like, that's what you're up against, you know? it's (laughs) Tell me, like, was it hard for you to not be seen? As, you know, time got, you know, I know you have multiple locations and you have to go to all these. But, like, you know, do people really rely on you and want to see you and not respect that you have another job at home? No, I don't. You know, I've pulled myself out of teaching so when the studio first opened a lot of people don't know this because it was so long ago but when the studio first opened I was the only teacher Mm -hmm. we had 13 classes a week I taught every single one of them in addition to bartending a few nights a week girl me and you were like and in addition to teaching I know I was also (laughs) teaching at a high school at Mahanasen um so I had three jobs and I used to literally my schedule when we first opened I would teach like a 6 or 7 a.m class at the studio I'd go straight to Mahanasen I had to be there by 8 
uh, or like 8.30, I don't remember. It was something, it was early in the morning. I'd be there for a few hours, then I'd come back. I would legit teach like a noon class at the studio. Then I would nap on the studio floor. Then, because I didn't have time to drive home, then I would teach the evening classes. It was usually like a four thirty and a six o'clock, yeah. and then I'd go to Sadie's, which was open, not open anymore. But and I would bartend there a few nights a week. Sadie's, you bartended. Oh, I sure. Oh, I was the bar manager. I was very important. <laughs> I was very important at Sadie's. That's the grind, guys. Yeah, and I would do that. People and, don't know about no, that grind, and, and, right? Right, and I did that. So I was Feel the only you. teacher, and I did that for a long time. And then, probably after the first year, I started hiring people, and then. Um, even so Clifton Park opened in 2013 I was still teaching a few classes a week there and by the time Latham opened in 2014 I didn't add any classes on the Latham schedule same thing when East Greenbush and Saratoga opened a year later um and then in Albany probably by like 2015 I wasn't teaching anymore I would yeah. still sub occasionally um but I pulled myself out of the day-to-day I'm I've I mean, up until COVID, I was at the Albany studio every single night. I'd see the clients all the time. Like, mm -hmm. I loved being there. I loved hanging out with the teachers. Um, but I wasn't actively teaching because one of my good friends who some people here might know, Jason Ackerman, he was the founder. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know him, too. Mm -hmm. He was the, he's a good friend. Um, I met him. He opened Albany CrossFit just a little while before I opened the hot yoga spot. And mm -hmm. we became friends. He started coming to mine. I would go to his. That's how I first started the CrossFit. Started CrossFit, yeah. Um, he said to me when I was doing the grind and had all these other jobs, he'd always say to me, Jess, when are you leaving those jobs? When are you just going to do the studio? Yeah. And I was like, I'll never do it. Bartending such good money. I love bartending. And I wanted to be a teacher. My master's is in education. So I had my foot in the door mm. of Mahanasin. You know, I thought long term when I opened the studio, it was just something I would do on the side yeah. until my high school job worked out. And maybe I would just keep it on the side, you know? Um, so I was like, oh, I'm never quitting those jobs. And he'd always tell me, quit those jobs, just do the studio. And he also would always say, like, you're either working in your business or you're working on it. Yeah. And that stuck with me, and I knew a different yoga studio owner I was friendly with who um, had such a hard time. She started off teaching all the classes, and she was a good teacher, but she never kind of let go of that. Yeah. And then as the business got older and she did new locations, people expected her to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And she, I mean, physically, you can't be everywhere. Yeah. Um, so kind of based on conversations with her and just the advice from him, I realized pretty early on, even toward the end of me teaching regularly, I remember like multiple times. I remember once I, I was about to teach a Saturday 11.30 class in Clifton Park, was on my way in to teach, and the teacher at the Latham studio called me freaking out because the heat wasn't working, and I was able to fix it from my phone, but I was like a good seven or eight minutes late to start my Clifton mm -hmm. Park class because I was trying to get the heat up and running for her. And there'd be other times, you know, I'd be about to start a class in Albany, and the yoga, this yoga studio phone would ring, and somebody would want to have 20 great questions about the studio they wanted to join, and I'd have to cut them short so I could go teach this class. And it was just, it was getting to a stage where I wasn't able to be fully present for either one. I'd be teaching this class yeah. thinking about the call I just missed, or late to teach the class because I'm helping another teacher with something, yeah. and I just realized there's so many amazing yoga teachers out there. There's only one me, mm -hmm. and this is ultimately my business, mm -hmm. so... If I can get these really amazing, you know, yoga and bar teachers to teach, then I can focus on the other stuff. Yes. But they don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do. I can yeah. call somebody when something's broken, or I can go clean something that needs to be cleaned, or I can do the website, I can do the social. So all the delegating. Yeah. So it just yeah. got to a point where um, I, I did pull myself out of being, you know, the the teacher and the regular face, but pretty early, just because yeah. there was too much to do with so many locations, mm -hmm. and I really thought so many other people could do those things as well or better. So right. it made sense for me to focus on the back end stuff that. I needed to do yeah what were you some of the, your biggest challenges I guess just you know uh, of running a business multiple businesses yeah I guess, what do you think are the hardest things just I mean, um I mean 
I think in order to be any business owner, you have to be self-motivated. You have to be yeah. able to multitask. You have to be able to like call yourself on your shit. You mm-hmm. know, nobody's Love watching that. you. Nobody's paying attention. Like yeah. if you don't do it, it's not getting done. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. I remember even going to U Albany. You know, you know, you're in a lecture center with 400 kids, yeah. and all my, you know, my three best friends, one of whom I'm still very, very close with. They would never go to class because yeah. 400 people. They didn't take attendance. They didn't know. I went to every single class. That's just who I am as a person. You know what I mean? And it, would it matter if I did or didn't? No, but I was there to go to school. I paid for, well, my dad paid for classes, but you know, <laughs> the classes were paid for either way. And I wanted to go. And that's yeah. just who I am. And I feel like that translates to who I am as a business owner too. Yeah. Like I show up if something has to be done, even if I don't want to do it, if it's late at yeah. night or early in the morning or it's not convenient or there's something else going on, like you have to take the time to prioritize it and do it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you know, you don't do one thing, then you don't do the next thing. And it's just a slippery slope. Yeah. So I feel like, the hardest challenge of owning so many studios is just like always staying on yourself and just trying to like constantly keep up with and they're all so different too you know it's the hot yoga spot but the hot yoga spot in East Greenbush is very different from Albany it's mm. very different from Saratoga there's different classes offered there's the yeah. members have very different needs and expectations so you have different schedules at each very different schedules yeah. oh yeah, yeah and different classes offered for sure yeah. you do you know, based so, off like yeah, what oh, the yeah. need is there yeah the East Greenbush studio they love very fitnessy classes so mm-hmm. we have a lot of those the Albany studio, they love their gentle yoga. We have mm. beginner level classes there all the time. But if I put a gentle yoga class in Saratoga, they will literally burn the building down. They will kill me. They, oh, want, they will tell you to. They want to do handstands all, you know, 60 minutes of every class we have. So um, even just that is challenging. Just, yeah. you know. Trying to work on that schedule. What do yes, they want formatting. in each location? And, the formatting yeah. is, we've changed our formatting a couple yeah. times. And now we finally found a solid format here that yeah. works for you know, between the recovery right. and then getting the great workout, everything, the whole yeah. the whole package deal. And that's, yeah. it takes a long time. Yes. Yeah. And even a lot of times I say it, like the schedule sometimes is just guesswork because yeah. you have a class on a Monday at 12, that's great. And Tuesday at 12, nobody comes. And you're like, yep. what do I need to change? Yes. And it just. Of trying to find. Trial right. and error a lot of the time. Yeah. So now talk to me about what's happening with the bigger picture right now of the plans and yeah. all of the For new. For the studio? I or? New, new, new. Yes. Yeah. Well, so I have so much, so much stuff going on. One thing I'm super excited about and we haven't talked about a ton yet is obviously Bear, Bear well. Blends. Um, the juice bar currently in Stuyvesant. We just opened in Clifton Park the last day of February. It's been going really well. And we have a Latham location that's set to open either the end of this month or very early April. Oh, that's exciting. Super exciting. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, and the Latham Congrats. location, the Clifton Park is beautiful. It's, it I mean, they're all beautiful. Th- it's great. But yeah, it's beautiful. We have a lot of new menu items that we aren't able to do in Albany right now because mm. it's a smaller space. So we have our green and grain bowls that are really nice, oh, like a nice lunch dinner option. We have our little waffle toasties that are really nice. Mm. And Latham's going to be super exciting because it's 3,000 square feet. So it's huge, wow. huge, huge, huge. Um, we're going to be doing all of our franchise training out of there. Our franchise office is there. And it's also really exciting. Something I want to talk to you about. Yes. There is a big grassy area that's ours in the lease. We like claimed it as ours in yeah. the lease. Um, so we can do outdoor fitness there, outdoor yoga, that whatever so we want. Nice. So part of what we want to do, grand opening month, I was thinking maybe you guys can come on like a Sunday and do Love a big to. outdoor class. Yes. Have all the power people come. We'll do discounted bowls, whatever yes. they want. Make that it like a really so fun event. Fun. Like my cheeks yeah. are red. So fun, right? It. Oh, yeah, and we learned through this pandemic that the outdoor classes were a hit. People yeah, it's so much fun. Them. And especially, like, obviously with the vaccine and stuff, yes. it's great. People are returning and they're feeling yeah. more comfortable. But some people still don't want to. 
they're I know I know a lot of students still haven't returned for indoor. Mm-hmm. They're just not comfortable yet. So right. we plan on still doing some yeah. outdoor stuff, but we're excited oh, this right. spring and summer to be able to you know, some of our favorite fitness people in the area, like welcome their communities, oh, so free nice. classes there, like whatever, just get people together, having fun. So we'd connection. love to have you join us. Yeah. I love that. Thank yeah. you for asking of us. Of course. That. I'm so excited. We couldn't do anything fitnessy and not have you be. Included, oh my goodness. So. We, when you guys made that bowl for us with the charcoal in it, I was like, give me more. Annie is amazing. <laughs> she at is her ingredients together. literally insane. She's oh. like a food magician. It's, I, I don't is know how it she fun does being it. a co-founder? I, I mean, is it fun having It's your... fun for me because yes. she figures everything out and I eat the food. So I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm having a ton of fun. Harry's, You'd have to ask Annie Harry's how she feels. Harry's PB&J. <laughs> I, I love that. I Which love is so him. funny because the Harry's PBJ is named after my son. And it was Annie's idea to do it. Because I remember so before cute. the first bear ever opened, I was at her teeny tiny apartment at the time. We were recipe testing everything, coming up with the names. Yeah. And we, like, finalized all the names. And she's like, hey, like, do you think we should name something after your son? And I was like, well, that's a great idea. I wish I'd thought of that. That's a terrific idea. So we have the PBJ because he, he loves those. So oh, that's so why that cute. got the name. But, yeah, that was all her idea. Oh, I'm excited. Latham is such a great area. It's, um, to, the spot's mm-hmm. amazing. It has beautiful outdoor dining, just a private outdoor patio. Oh, that's huge. And then a huge grassy area. So hard to find. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. This is what we're just talking about with real estate around yeah. here. Yeah, oh, my God. It's, it's hard. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. And it's, Oof. yeah. Good for you for just, you're like working it all the yeah, time. Yeah, always. And Bear in Albany might be relocating to the front of the plaza. Ooh. I've been working on that. So that okay. would be a bigger, because you know what's hard with that that spot? It's so busy, which we're so grateful for. Yeah. But when I first built that Bear location, I thought it was just going to be a juice bar for the hot yoga spot. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. small and it's not functional. There's no back of house area. Um, there's very little storage. So, we have so many people come in, which we're so grateful for, but it's so difficult to like serve them in a timely manner and to make sure that we get everything right, just yeah. because we're so limited with the space. Yeah. So we're in the process of trying to figure that out as well. That's that's exciting. Yeah. Do you remember when I announced BB's Bowls and you wrote me on my Instagram? Oh my god, I girl, do remember. I'm, I'm opening one too. I, I was do. like, that's fucking fantastic. This I is do. the thing. I'm yeah. in Jersey and they have all these bowls everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And that was the, what I was thinking about with here. Everyone, my, I just want to have bowls and smoothies for my community. I totally forgot about that, but I do remember yes. now. and yeah. we would come up here, but this is not the space. No one's right. going to come off the street over yeah. here. Yeah, You know, so I'm like, this is, the, yeah, that's what people want to do after they work yeah. out. Yeah, oh, for sure. And it pairs perfectly, and that's one of the things with the studio. Like, yeah. if you want to be healthy and fit and all that, like, you can work out every single day, but a, an arguably bigger part of your overall health is what you're eating. Yeah. Hundred percent. So it's like even more. Yeah, it's it's really important. So with the studio, I was in the situation where like people are coming to the studio, they're moving well, they're enjoying, but like I wanted to give them that healthy food option too Mm -hmm. to go with it because it's so important. And even I've been vegetarian forever. Annie has been vegan forever. Um, You know, animal rights and environment rights are something that's really important to both of us. And showing people like you can eat vegetarian food and it's delicious like a lot of people don't realize and they'll eat our bowls and not realize you know if you go to some of the other kind of bowl places Mm -hmm. they're putting in yogurt yogurt or you know coconut cream the stuff to make it taste good and sweeten it up which also adds a ton of calories Mm -hmm. and it's just unnecessary like you come to us our bowls taste better than any other place you can go to and you're literally eating a fruit a vegetable or a nut like that's all we're putting in there and it's been really rewarding 
to help people eat this food that looks good, it mm-hmm. tastes good, and like will make you feel good. Yeah. You know, we had this week on our menu for the mindful meals. Yeah, was vegan stuffed peppers. Ooh, now, used to have those here. Grandma let us go. It's, it's a pre-order. Ah. But I'll tell you next time we do have <laughs> okay. it. But let me tell you, I've never had it before. So good. And it was a low quantity that people, they hear vegan yeah. and they freak out. Yeah. It was one of the most amazing meals I've People don't know. Had. It's delicious. No, I know. You just got to be open to and it. And I'll tell you this. Eating plant-based, like, that's what, like, it's good mm-hmm. for your body. And it's, it's, people are, so many people, everybody has different concerns, right? Some people really are concerned about the environment. That's a big one for me. Some people, animals. Some people, not as much. You know, whatever it is, like, plant-based checks off so many boxes mm-hmm. as far as like you know, the amount of like you know fuels are it, it's just crazy it's to me when you eat plant-based it's oh it's, good. it's good for you but it also is doing so many good things for like all these big issues we have not even america but like as a world heart health everything right. oh yes and mm-hmm. right and some people like they're like oh i can't be vegan i can't be vegetarian like nobody's asking you to try it one meal mm-hmm. one meal once a week if you like it, one more meal once a week. Even you just know? the proteins. Right. When we, when we were doing the bowls, we yeah. did, as you see, the Sun yes. Warrior protein. Yes. And it's, 100%. It's, it's, I know there's a lot of preference, a lot of change, but it, and yeah. for people, it's hard for people. Yeah. But even, I always say to my kids, just try no thank you bite. Yeah. I always say the same thing to adults. Just <laughs> try no thank you bite. So oh, funny. So tell me about also East Greenbush. Okay, so East Greenbush is relocating our East Greenbush studio, which we're super excited Seeing about. It, works. it looks great. It's going to be really nice. Yeah, the studio, our current East Greenbush space, it's really long and really skinny. So mm-hmm. the studio room, it's like a little bit awkward because you can only have two rows and they're like super long rows of mats. Um, so the new space, the studio is just going to be like really wide. I'm actually, after this, I have to go meet the sign guy there. We're getting all new oh, signage and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, Who do you be, use for signs? Uh, we use Adirondack. Oh, okay. He's great. We use Vital. I've never Vital heard signs. of them. Yeah. Where are they? They're, you know, that's a really good question. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows. I think a hose. Okay, think interesting. Yeah, no, I use Adirondack. They're super nice, great. They do all the all the bear signage and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it'll have a really big open studio, which is nice, especially now, because like I said earlier, our East Greenbush community has been so dedicated. Yeah. Like, they're filling out classes a lot, and, you know, we have wait lists a lot of times, especially for Dana. Girl. Um, so it's, you know, getting a more open studio room mm-hmm. will be really great. I wish we had it back in January, you know, yeah. but it'll be great. I'm glad we'll have that. And then we'll have full locker rooms, so showers for men and women. That's um, exciting. Yeah, That's, ton of space. I'm it's so excited nice. for that. Yeah. The locker rooms, that yeah. is going to, that was supposed gonna to be, be our great. plans. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. East Greenbush has been one of those amazing communities that have you yeah. know, seen grown. I used to live in the mansions up there. Okay. Yes. My friend lived in the mansions. Yes. And like right off Red Lake. Four. Yeah. Love it. He lived there so for a long time. On. I did a lot of time in that community pool. You'd have yeah. me over. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I I love what you're doing. Thank this you. is absolutely incredible. You're just constantly just always on my mind because you're just growing and being just a boss <laughs> woman and juggling the mom duties at the same time. Um, I would love to ask you, one of my questions is, your best now since it's Women's History Month, and yeah. I have so many women that I've been looking back on just in my past who have been my mentors, helped me shape me for who I am, and just who symbolize empowerment to me yeah. and leadership. What is your best I mean, what advice would you give to women business owners? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Entrepreneurs. I, I, yeah. yeah, no, I hear a quote sometimes. And I'm like, okay, that's my quote. Like, that's my motto. Yeah. And then I hear another one. I'm like, that's mine. Yeah, like, that's right. a good one. <laughs> so it, it's hard to pick one thing. Um, there's a few things that I feel like have really shaped what I do as a business owner and who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think the first is, like, 
do it before you're ready mm. because you yep. will grow old and die waiting for the right time. I love that. Every single thing I've done, and I'll tell this story, when, and Annie and I tell it, um, we do our franchise thing whenever we're kind of introducing the brand to new franchise yeah. candidates, we tell this story, but um, for Bear, I had signed the lease for this space. I don't know a thing about food service. I, I've never cooked a thing. About, I learned how to make eggs when I was in college. Like, I'm not a cook in any way, shape, or form. Um, I had signed the space for Bear next door to do like a juice bar concept. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, this space is available. I want it for the studio. I want to do a juice bar. I want to make that happen. Sign the space. And then I was talking to Annie one day. Um, she had done our teacher training. She'd been a member for years. I was talking to her about teaching at the studio. And I was like, oh, you know, what are your long-term plans, goals, whatever? And she was like, oh, I want to own like a vegan cafe one day. And I, she, she, she had just taken like a um, she had just taken something through her local chamber on like how to own like a food service business and whatnot. And I was like, this is great. I know nothing about food service. I have this space. Founder. Yeah, I was like, why don't you run it for me <laughs> until you're ready to go do your own thing? Yes. It'll work. And then we just worked so well together. We became a partnership. But I can see that. You know, I left before I was ready. I wanted it. The opportunity came along, and I was like, I will figure out the details. I will work hard. I will make it happen. The right things will come. You know, will shift into place. Mm -hmm. And it's been the same thing with so many other things I've done. Yeah. You know, with the CrossFit gym, I loved CrossFit. Kayla, who owns it, she Love is her. one of my best friends in the whole entire world. Love such her. a good person. She was such an amazing yoga teacher and bar instructor at the studio. I'm actually, she got into CrossFit. Now she could like bench press me with her eyes closed and one hand behind her back, but that's fine. Um, she wanted to own her own thing. She had never actually coached a CrossFit class before we opened it, but I had so much faith in how hard she would work and like what an amazing person she was and how good, like how well she'd be able to do it. I knew I'd be able to help. So like we decided to do it. We, you know, you just have to work hard and make it happen. Yeah. And I really feel like so many times in business, I just see people who want to do something. They're like, oh, you know, when I, when I save up enough of this or when I when find this, happens, this right? When, and it's just when. like the timing's never going to be right. No. So you either need to do it or not do it. But if you're not doing it, do something else because yep. life's too short to do nothing. And if you are doing it, like you need to get out there and do it. And especially as a woman, like nothing's going to get handed to you. I mean, nothing gets nothing really. Get, well, sometimes stuff gets handed to certain people, but in general, nothing in life yeah. you're not entitled to anything. Yeah, you have to the things you want you have to create for yourself mm -hmm. and I know like I remember with my very first location before I had a studio I had some realtor I was working with and there was a space I liked up by the 20 mall like mm -hmm. up in Gilderland a little yes. and I I like I said I didn't have a credit card I didn't really have a lot of money I have Surprise no money you're not in Gilderland yeah well well <laughs> Stuyvesant I think is technically Gilderland oh but we call it Albany yeah, yeah I think Albany, it, oh, Gilderland. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but so I wanted the space and I remember going to the meeting with the realtor to like fill out my LOI so I could try to get yeah. the space and the guy was much older and he looked I was 21 years old he's like well you know how much money do you have in the bank they're probably not gonna want to work with you and just the way he was talking to me uh -huh. um, made it very clear he didn't think I was worth doing business with or somebody who was really gonna be a serious business owner and it might have been because I was a woman might have been because I was 21 years old yeah. um, might have been a combination might have been none of those things might have mm -hmm. been because I literally had no money and he was right about that <laughs> so could have been all of them but I remember um, just leaving the meeting like really defeated and just being like I don't know if I can do this maybe I can't do this that space and that realtor it obviously didn't work out mm -hmm. and then luckily I was driving by and saw the space that was my first one on my own and the number out front for the realtor I called that number his name's Peter um, I've worked with him ever since wow. so in the last 11 years we've done count well not countless but a ton of deals together um, he's now the master broker for my franchise system so he's doing all those deals with me Look across the country you just and took it just, that risk 
Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you, as, you know, we're talking about Women's History Month, as a female who wants to own a business, like, you need to understand you may have to work a little bit harder. You may have to prove people wrong. Like, you have to be comfortable being the only woman in the room. I remember as recently as, um, it was last month I was invited to go to a press conference in Saratoga about a grant we received through the Clifton Park IDA, mm-hmm. um, which I'm so grateful for. That's Clifton great. Park did this grant program for small business owners to wow. kind of give them back money that they'd spent on COVID-related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he invited me to go, and I remember standing there. There were 10 of us who were going to be speaking, a bunch of people in the room recording it. You know, it was a press conference, so a bunch of different news outlets there. And I remember looking around the room, and I was the only woman there. Mm. And that doesn't happen a lot anymore, no. you know, these days. But yeah. I just re- I remember having a moment and being yeah. like, this is crazy. I'm the only woman. I was with a bunch of people who high up representatives for the town, a bunch of other business owners. And I was the only woman there. Um, and yeah, did you feel in that during that time? Yeah, because I've had that experience. Yeah. Did you feel nervous, insecure or were you like, fuck, yeah, this is fucking powerful. And I'm and I'm going to improve my confidence and just, you know, I felt um more surprised than anything uh-huh. I was just like because it doesn't happen I mean rarely are you the unless you're like out to dinner with your gal pals yeah. normally there's some men and some women you know but I remember just being surprised I don't know yeah. I don't even know what the word is I wasn't nervous but I was I don't know I was just yeah. surprised but I remember thinking like this would never happen a man would never be the only person the only man in the no. world no do you know what I mean exactly that would never happen right ever and that's how it feels like for most of the men who come here to these. <laughs> to these well, classes. and for most of the men that well, go to any fitness place, yes. and it's like, there you go, welcome. Yeah. yeah. So how does it feel? You I know. Because women, know. and honestly, in any fitness, whether it's yoga or power or crossword or whatever, mm-hmm. it's mostly women because honestly, women care about their health and they're yeah. smart enough to go to the doctor and they care what they look like. So a lot of times, they are the ones who are taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. whereas men are not as much. So we see it in you know the yoga studio and crossword too. It is a lot of times more women than men. But yeah. I just remember thinking to myself like. A man would never be the only person in the room at a press conference who's a man. Yeah. But I was the only one there, and yeah. it, I don't. They, nobody, no, none of the men there probably even realized it. No. But I remember I, just being like, "This is an I'm, interesting experience." It's, it's funny because we're going on time. I don't give a shit. Cause <laughs> I do whatever I want to do. So, <laughs> so I am curious if this is something that's so important to me, and this is why this month I've been really, you know, digging deep and even talking to my babies about yeah. being a woman in in more of a man's world and how we're trying to to change that. Yeah. Um, you know, just like from your experience as, you know, a woman, a woman in business, you know, tell me how you've developed that thick skin. Have you been, have you ever experienced any type of bullying or feeling inferior in this industry? Yeah. You know, I feel like I haven't, I always, and I don't know why, but I'm always pretty confident in who I am as a person. Yeah. I feel like I have this internal, like set of ethics, yes. morals, integrity, whatever that I live by. Mm-hmm. And being a business owner is tough. Sometimes you have to make a dirty decision yeah. or something like you don't want to do or right. what the lesser of two evils. Like that's just, it's the business world that happens. Yes. But ultimately I try to really stand in integrity in whatever decision I make and mm-hmm. try to make sure I'm doing it in a way that isn't deceitful, is, you know, for the greater good, all yeah. of that. So, and I just feel like my parents too, like they always kind of instilled in me, like believe in yourself. So I've never, I've never had like the imposter syndrome. I've never felt like I couldn't do what I'm doing or shouldn't be doing what I'm doing and I'm grateful for that and Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just I've had good relationships or you know positive people in my life helping to uplift me to help me feel that way but I've never I don't I don't know not frequently have I felt that way and that's something it's interesting you say that because I think I feel a lot of it comes from confidence yeah I love it 
for me, being an athlete, yeah. you know, being on teams and being in that role of a captain or having to lead, yeah. it just came natural to me. But it was instilling that confidence. My parents instilled that confidence in me. Is it it how? Yeah. You know, that's why I'm so just. I emphasize right now to my children about yeah. the life skills, the character yeah. education, yeah. and the confidence. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of my members will say to me, "Oh my God, your confidence when you're out there, when you're yeah. speaking," and that develops over time. Yeah. And it's it can be learned as well. Yeah. As if you just, if you practice at that, and that's yeah. something that advice that I would give women is that confidence really does set your set yourself apart from others and you know putting yourself down like I, I'll never put myself down the imposter syndrome I love that you talked about that and yeah. I and that's I, and a big buzzword lately like, it, it is everywhere. yeah it is and I've talked to a lot of women about that recently I've, I've felt that before especially the past couple of years like how did I get here yeah like, do, do I even deserve this you know yeah. so but that's I'm like nope nope get out of your head it's like come all the back to your mindset yeah and as much as you like people look at me we were talking about this before like people look at the studio and obviously pre-covid when we had 50 60 people a class and i'm not physically in the building all the time Mm -hmm. or teaching a class and they're like oh it must be so easy like i can do this i can do it better than you i can do it it must be so easy like like no it's work and like if you want to be a business owner or you whatever the goals are that you want in your life whether it's to lose weight or to find healthier relationships or to own a business or you know, have time freedom, financial freedom, whatever it is, like, it's going to be work. And, Mm -hmm. like, you have to be dedicated. There are challenges. There are things you're going to have to give up. There are times you're going to have to work around the clock for it. Like, you need to, whatever those goals are, like, every decision you make either takes you closer to them Mm -hmm. or further away from them. Yeah. So it's just about, like, a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. And you have to be there for it or you have to do something else. But it's it's like, it's you know, it's 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week. You never know what is going to happen. Never. Something always happens. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just always. even like we, were, we weren't supposed to open in August. We say, oh, we hear August 24th. Okay, I just booked my trip to the beach oh with my, my God, family so a couple days before. Yeah. Okay, let's, we got to cancel that. Business comes first right yeah. now. You know, right yeah. now at this time, my family's always number one. But sometimes you have to make these decisions. Yeah. And having a partner you know when i first started the business yeah. i did not I have the support i mean I'm i love when you parent. share those pictures and videos and stuff because that's uh, inspiring yeah it was it was a whole i mean I had to real leave. quick thing yeah. single moms uh, i know you deserve the medals and the oh, monuments and i don't yeah. know i have the greatest husband in the world who is like very much an equal partner when it comes to raising our children mm-hmm. and it's Same. still hard so I don't mm-hmm. like when I look at you had you know your little baby and you were starting a brand new like that's amazing. I don't know how the fuck I did it. I don't know how the fuck you did it either. That's crazy. <laughs> Sleeping on that blue floor, Woo! I did the same exact thing yeah. in between those. Oof, I'll never my forget. God. I was working at DPS and Yonos ah! and bartending somewhere. Oh, it was another one that now yeah. is Bellini's counter. What oh was my that God. before? Oh, uh, Manja. 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 Right? No, after Manja, it was something else. Oh, I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> it was one of those things. I was just, that's why I said our lives are very parallel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not handed to us. It's never going to be no. handed unless if you come from something else. But, yeah. you know, that's why you have to, we have to give ourselves credit. And yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm a fucking queen, right? Yeah. You're a queen. Yeah. And I love the quote, on. the person on the top of the mountain, they didn't fall there. Yeah. They walked they, every single, like, they walked every single fell step. Fell got back up. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you, know? you, if there's something you want in life, you got to make it happen. Because yes. if you don't, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. On that note. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to um, 
promote and talk about? Is there anything else that you no, want I to get to so. our audience? No, I don't think so. I definitely, so we love our, um, we love everybody Power so much. So I thought it would be fun to give a little promo for anybody Woo! from Power that wants to come take classes. Um, if you want to try Dana's classes for the yoga studio, she's obviously wonderful. Um, but we will give yes. you a special link that all your members can use. Um, right. I was thinking maybe like buy two classes, get two free. Something love like it. that. So yes, 50% thank off. Thank you. Um, and then obviously for Bear, we'd love to see you guys there. We were also thinking yeah, about maybe, because um, we want to celebrate your rebranding and everything now that stuff's come down a little Here bit in the world. Goes, there's more. But wait, there's more. Um, we were thinking, what if we make you like an ambassador for the month and we could do a special Power Bowl, make it your colors, we'll do all sorts Love of fun it. stuff. All your members can get a discount, so we'll have to plan that out. But maybe we'll do that for like April. Tis the season. Tis the season to eat right? some bowls. Yes. Sun's out, bowls out. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, see, look at that. You hear Let's that? Go. Screenshot. <laughs> you, that you listen to this? Hashtag sun's out. Bowls out. Bowls out. There you go. And hashtag power meets Hot yoga spot. Meets bear. Meets bear. Yeah. Meets it all. <laughs> it's great. Just screenshot. It rolls right off your tongue. Tag <laughs> Jess Fuller. Reach out. You got go follow Jess Fuller on, on Instagram. I will put all the Instagram handles underneath. Thank you so much for tuning in, Jess. Thank, thank you, you so much. This I is love great. you. I so love much connecting. Fun. We can we need to go out to the bar and drink go. and talk more. When that's because. allowed. When we're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Until next time. Oh, I can't wait for the next episode. You're gonna get a nice um, little surprise. So uh, hope you enjoyed this. Please let us know. Give us any feedback. And thank you again. We love you. Bye. Bye.